if I was thinking to myself like, I don't see opportunities, I wouldn't have been able to see this. This is my obsession right now. That doesn't stop me from telling my own truth. I need to tell my truth. The truth is everything. And I need to even get more simplified. It's like a game for me. I want to be on the right side of history. Fundamentally, I think why politics is so f I am going to reward myself for making that call. This is something I need to do for the rest of my life. What's going on, beautiful people? Today is September 30th. 2020 and I have a lot of stuff to talk about the journal 006 as I think what this episode is and the journal is basically a, a tool for me to get on camera and share with you guys what I'm going through from an ex uh, from a, an experiential standpoint and share what I'm learning the challenges I'm experiencing the wins the progress to highlight my journey, my evolution, and inspire you to grow in your own way as well. And you can steal some of my, my tips, my insights, my realizations, and speed up the process of your journey. And that's what it's all about. So got a million things to talk about. Let's get right into it. First and foremost, let's talk about finances, because that has been something that has been very stressing for, I don't know, the past couple months, I guess. I mean, even longer than that. But I've been I've been working on like freelance stuff and that was a, uh, a short term like side income that I've been working on. And uh, beyond that, though, I've been really focused on changing my identity consciously through things like affirmations. So, for example, uh, affirmation affirmations such as I am just the type of person that makes money wherever I go. I attract large sums of money, stuff like this. OK, and I'm consciously trying to read because you can do all of the subconscious work where you still need and subconscious work, meaning like energy work and subliminals and whatever else the, uh, what other other, other yeah, can't speak, what, <laughs> whatever other tools operate on a, like a subconscious level and are dealing with your energy slash subconscious, but you still need to be working consciously on the self image and consciously on your beliefs and your thought patterns, because all these things are working together. It's not just like, when you're, when you're making a, a cake, you're not just, you can't just neglect ingredient. That's absolutely part of the formula, the equation, the recipe, in my opinion, for success in all areas. So uh, in terms of changing my identity, shortly thereafter, I got a notification from my mom. I don't know why I said notification. She came up to me in real life, but um, she notified me in real life of like, she came outside. She's like, yo, like, give a minute. I was like, I guess she's like basically like an urgent energy. And she was like, yo, I think you qualify for CERB. Now, context, CERB is Canada's version of, what do you call it? Uh, I forget what the U.S. calls it specifically, but it's called uh, Canadian Emergency Response Benefit in regards to COVID. And if you're affected somehow with COVID and do uh, it, it affects your financial situation, then you're eligible. And there was different terminology that we looked at back in in March when I was looking at applying for it. And I obviously, if you watch any of the reflections around then, I was like so hoping I could get served because I just was having a rough financial situation at the time, um, especially because of Starbucks stuff. But what we realized is actually because of freelance, because I hopped on the freelance train right after Starbucks, I am technically eligible. So that was like amazing to see. Um, and it was just it, it was a slight changing on the website of wording that we hadn't seen before uh, around 
the, the CERB eligibility that was like game changing. So I applied and I got accepted and uh, it's crazy. This has fundamentally changed my financial situation and it's, it was just sitting there. I just had no idea, but it, I only was able to see it because I started changing my self image around money. When you start changing your self image around money, you're able to recognize different things than a person who has a, a weaker, for example, self image around money. So if I was thinking to myself, like, I don't see opportunities, I wouldn't have been able to see this, for example. But if I, if I decide to be the type of person who does see opportunities wherever I go and, and does attract money in every area type of thing, then I am able to recognize those opportunities because there's like that part of my reticular activating system that is consciously looking for that. So pretty gangster. I mean, subconsciously as well as looking for it. So great shit on that. Um, what's amazing about this though is like, oh boy, the... Because basically what happened is I got all of the back pay for all of the months because I was eligible for all seven months. And now I just have this lump sum of money that I that I got yesterday, which is amazing to get, by the way. And with that, I need to do things differently this time than I did in the past with my financial situation, which in the past I raked up some credit card debt. I did not live as below my means as I probably should have. And it ended up just, yeah, I ended up accumulating a solid amount of debt because of it. And I'm still in debt to a degree, um, but it's definitely better now. Uh, I I put, I paid all my credit cards off yesterday. There was 8,500 in debt on the credit cards and it was just stressing me out. And it's been like that for a decent amount of time now, but holy fuck. I felt incredible to get a zero balance on my on my cards and I look forward to paying off all the debts. I'm, I'm slowly chunking away at all of them. I am doing my best to consciously acknowledge debts right now that I haven't paid off and either just like hack away at them or start like bartering with them. Like for example, I'm bartering uh, in terms of one of the energy work stuff, uh, the courses, I guess you could call it, or like, yeah, sure, whatever you want to call that. But um I'm starting to like trade the earliest the goal right now is to is to barter. I haven't heard back from quite yet, but I am just doing my best to acknowledge and confront money and do things differently, which goes into my next point, which is like the the systems. I need to do things differently with systems right now. My my past default settings have just been like, uh, yes, if I want something, I'll just go and get it or I will rack up credit card debt um, if I want something bad enough, like a festival, for example, or like stuff like that. Um, and it's it's problematic. So I need to develop budgets and systems to make everything go differently this time. I am not going to be one of those people who completely throw their serve in the trash. I know too many of these people and it's unfortunate because, well, here's the thing. my My big, I guess, like struggle with this internally is that I don't really like socialism type of stuff. And this is, this fund feels very based on socialism. Uh, But I, uh, yeah, I'm so torn with that. But what gives me hope and what makes me sleep well at night is that so many people have fucked their serve completely and just like spent it all on dumb shit and then came out worse because of it. Whereas I am going to come out 
just like I did with quarantine, I'm going to come out on top with serve. I'm going to use it as a tool to better me, better my situation, better my life and look back on this. And I'm right now, I'm incredibly grateful for this. Like it's, I can't believe it. it was literally just like all right there. And I just didn't realize it because we weren't like actually looking like, oh, what's, has the eligibility changed? Has the, has the wording changed or whatever, but the wording, um, made all the difference because I was technically financially impacted from COVID. So, because like the way the freelance market is, it's just like less right now, obviously. And that qualifies as impacted in, uh, in the COVID terms. So that was crazy. I'm, I'm so, I'm so fucking grateful for this opportunity and I'm so fucking grateful that I'm doing things differently than I have in the past. So in addition to this, I was fucking scared of that call because I usually am scared to talk to authority and I have this irrational fear of the phone. I mean, both of them are irrational fears. Authorities are just people like you and I, but there was just like a resistance to doing it because I was so scared of those two things. So I've been really playing with incentives right now. Incentives are fascinating as hell. So based on that call, for example, I told myself, regardless of if I'm accepted or not for serve, um, I am going to reward myself for making that call. So at minimum, I told myself I can get McDonald's um, as my as my reward because I was craving McDonald's. I'm like, fuck, yeah, let's use that short term incentive and let's also play with the long term incentives as well. So I was using the McDonald's as a short term and then my long term was possibly paying off the credit cards, which I obviously got and then a desk as well. So this is going to be the last time you see this desk right here because the next time, or at least in, in the journal, I might have it in Azel's interview, but which is coming up like in the next, uh, next week, I think. And which I'm fucking amped for, by the way, I'll get into that probably later, but desk, I am upgrading everything slowly. And I'm, I want to be responsible because there's so much, there's so much of me right now that just wants to like get all new things, get new clothes, get new uh, chair because I'm so done with this ball right now, get a better mic stand, get a better camera, um, which I don't actually have a camera and I'll speak to more in the camera in a second because that's a big one, but I just want to upgrade everything right now, but I'm going to be doing it slowly and responsibly because I have taken the time to budget everything and realize like, yo, this shit disappears real fucking fast when you put, when you put together a month, monthly budget of what you're expecting to spend it's, it's so easy to just like think, ah, yeah, money grows on trees. And then, but until you actually sit down and confront exactly where your money is going to be going and how many months of runway you have, for example, like I want at least three months. Like that's a very nice thing for me at a, I guess, peace level, I guess you could say, just to keep me feeling good and, uh, and being okay and just living beneath my means to a degree. So I'm going to be slowly chunking away at this, but incentives these having the short term and the long term worked so fucking well because debt debt was like paying off my debt was at the credit cards absolutely was my main motivation behind this but in addition to that when i was getting too like caught up in ego stuff like fear of like what if they said no like all this there was a bunch of things and then resistance to money just like all types of stuff like this man and i was working through it and breathing through it and like i was building so many so many circuits and dealing with patterns at an energetic level and a conscious level as well. And just like 
I just, I knew regardless, I was going to grow so much by making the call. So that was another incentive and another controllable win. But I just think it was really important to reward the process um, of what I was doing. So regardless of what the outcome was, I was still going to get myself McDonald's and that was great. And um, so I always had that like short-term incentive, but the upside of just possibly getting debt-free on my credit cards and stuff like that was insanely, insanely powerful because at times I would lose that, that long-term sight and I'd just be like, okay, McDonald's. And then when I, when I got my clarity back of like why I was actually doing it, obviously not McDonald's, but my long, my bigger why, then I was able to like bounce away from McDonald's and focus on that. But you're, you're going to be like swaying on the spectrum of how long-term and how short-term you're thinking. So in those types of times, it's great to have the long-term incentive and the short-term incentive working with you. So for another great example of this is like dark versus light energy. Ideally, you're focusing on light energy, like impact, positivity, uh, whatever the light is for you, like uh, changing humanity, making the world a better place, shout out. (laughs) And then the dark energy is like proving people wrong, making people look like fucking idiots who doubt you, like stuff like that. And balancing between those two, ideally you do always, always light. But if you need to jump to that dark side, I don't recommend it. But if you need to, then it's there. And having that that ability to flex into whatever you need in that moment is really useful for managing motivation and stuff like that. So anyways, summing up finances real quick. I'm excited, but uh, holy fuck, it is amazing. And I feel this absolute relief around the credit card situation. It's been like that for, I've had a credit card debt, I think for, oh boy, uh, like four, four years. I think it started in summer that I started raving back in 2016 when, when uh, I started with Veld, I think it was. So yeah, definitely Veld. (laughs) And uh, I'm just going to be doing things differently this time. So I'm looking forward to that. Going back to incentives, camera. All right. This is this is my obsession right now. With this new money, I am trying to be very, very purposeful with how I spend it. But there's something about a camera that is just like calling me right now. Specifically, I would like the M50 with a Sigma 16 millimeter 1.4. I don't really know if I'm saying this right. I think I am. And <laughs> that gets you the blurry background. And obviously I'll get like uh, a, a micro video or video micro, whatever that road mic is. And yeah, that is my great driving force right now. And in, in relation to incentives, why I'm bringing this up is because with the vlog catch up right now, I told myself instead of just, hey, you have this money now, let's get the camera. I told myself, yo, you need to wait until you have some sort of like progress and then you can buy it. So for me, the measurable progress in the situation was absolutely catching up on my vlogs. So I told myself when I catch up behind a week, so obviously I can record for that week, but as soon as I am caught up, edit, posted, all the things, and that includes like podcasts and interviews as well, I can let myself get the camera. And I'm so fucking excited for that. I am so fucking excited. It's, I have never been more motivated to edit, honestly. Besides the camera, I don't feel like doing fucking shit right now. I don't feel like editing. I don't feel like posting. 
I am very like in a mood of just being silent. That's, I'm still not recording. I don't feel like talking right now. I feel like getting caught up and I feel like making measurable progress right now. And I just feel like evolving, whatever that looks like. Current evolution of that is me just not talking. So, I mean, that's kind of counterintuitive because you're like, why would you get a camera if, if you're going to be talking less? But it's not the case because when I'm fully caught up, I'll probably be like talking like a million miles an hour and we'll see how that goes. But man, that fucking camera has me amped. And the first day I started ripping through editing at speeds I have never seen before for myself. So I think it's very important if you are looking at some sort of uh, milestone or whatever, reward yourself. You're going to be so much more motivated, but figure out what that incentive is for you. For me, it's absolutely tools that make my business and my personal evolution, I guess you could say, easier, more simple, more effective. It's always about tools for me. I, I noticed, for example, this entire bookshelf. I was so motivated to get books back in the day because they're tools to me. They are going to upgrade my mindset, which in turns, which in turn upgrades my results and, and upgrades my happiness and all these types of things. Man. So I think it's paramount to find out whatever that incentive is for you and just work at that. It's so fucking cool. All right. One second. I need to check out where the fuck I am in my... All right. So we've talked about finances, vlog. Yes. So um, in addition to this, man, as I am doing the vlog stuff and editing, I still don't actually know what to cut and what not to. It's my great dilemma right now because I'm trying to figure out, God, I hope this lighting is okay. This is, this is a little bit nerve wracking. Um, <laughs> uh, with the... With the vlogging, I am unsure of what should be kept and what shouldn't because I'm struggling with like what is the main narrative and how much random other sub narratives can I include in this. So that is uh, an interesting dilemma because it also makes me feel the need to put out like hour long vlogs type of thing, which I love. And I'm, I struggle with this because daily vloggers put out like five to 10 minutes type of thing, or five to 15 type of thing. If they did like 15 minutes, it ends up being like a two hour vlog. I think if you are almost a two hour vlog, if you end up doing seven days of that shit. So I'm like, am I actually doing the wrong thing here? Or should I move to daily vlogging at some point? I don't know. All I know is I'm definitely inspired by like daily, uh, Casey's nice. That's daily vlogs right now. He has me just rethinking the way I'm editing and stuff like that and the way I'm producing and yeah, it's exciting. As of right now, I I, st I say I'm not technically recording. I just record like highlights here and there of like significant moments like yesterday, the debt stuff definitely recorded putting the money down on that and getting those to zero, which was hilarious because I ended up having to code some of it because the numbers don't go th through yet. But yeah. And in addition to this, growing a lot of my editing style as well, as I edit more of my vlogs and watch other vlogs, I am subconsciously like stealing their styles, techniques, their crazy, it's like, it's so, how do I say this? Very attention grabbing, very attention keeping. I think this is important. Retention. I'm trying to work on that. I'm trying to make my, my videos more interesting right now. And it also will need to, I need to get better at the whole like cutting things to make it a little bit shorter and just knowing 
what is essential and what isn't. This is my great struggle with, with vlogs right now. But as for the rest of content right now, like I am, I, oh yeah, I launched my interview series with Zach. That was exciting. Not with, the series is not with Zach. It's just the interview series. And then the first episode with Zach and I was fucking excited about it. And good reviews, good reactions, good, good, te- uh, not testimonies, but yeah, you understand what I'm saying. Good, good response from the audience. I, I am pleased about that. I can see myself just doing incredible things with interviewing long-term. So I'm excited about that. And also recorded You Save Your Flows interview, which came out good. Although I need to get better at these digging deeper after people respond with short answers. So he was very, very short on many answers. And I wanted him to expand more, which means if he doesn't, that's on me to ask better questions and ask deeper questions and ask more specific questions if the general isn't cutting it in that moment. Um, and also get asked, specifically ask him to tell more stories. That was a very important thing that Zach did. I just spit everywhere. That was a very important thing though that Zach did with the with his interview. He did a lot of storytelling and a lot of deep answers, whereas I didn't feel that Eusebi Flow did that a lot. So I needed to, I needed to do things on my end to elicit more stories and elicit more deeper responses. So that's 100% on me, but that that was an interesting experience for that. But it was a really fucking good to interview him. And I learned uh, I learned a lot more about him. And that's like, that's the great thing with, with this series of interviews. I am going to be growing by just doing the interview. Of course, the interview skills, but I'm learning so much about these people. And it's like, it's just scratching my own itch because I'm just such a fucking curious person in general. But also... I get to pretty much put, because, okay, so people don't usually, it's weird to think about this, but people don't, I guess, usually have that deep of conversations, but my entire like mindset is so fucking deep all the time that I end up having these types of conversations with basically anyone I care about. So um, the closer you get to me, the, the deeper you have to be and the more thoughtful you have to be. So I end up having these deep ass interview type of or podcast type of conversations quite frequently, because this is just how my mindset works. Um, With this interview series, I just end up having these types of conversations except on camera. And then I can go a little bit deeper as well because I mean, actually that's, I will say it's a different type of deep. Like I won't ask certain questions on camera if it's uncomfortable for them. I don't want to make them uncomfortable. Although that might change over time just because Uncomfort equals opportunity to grow. So I'm going to table that for now, but this, yeah, it's, it's just a different type of, a different type of deep. Cause I wouldn't be like, why are you the way you are in person? You know what I mean? Versus on, on an interview, it's just like, that's the foundation of everything. Like, why do you operate the way you do? And it just ends up manifesting into a very deep ass conversation. But again, this is just how my conversations roll right now. I'm also working a lot of one cuts right now and not having, feeling the need to cut things in, in these like solo podcasts, I guess you could say. So I'm pleased with that. The journal 005 was like, wow, that was crazy. That was I was on a fucking roll with that and I'm doing pretty good here, but not as good as 005 so far, but life goes on. Um, I've, ver- I've been barely, 
Yeah. I've been very not motivated to post right now, both on social media, but also like in long form in general. I just don't feel like posting uh, and sharing much of the world. I feel like going back to the silence thing, I'm just not really in the mood. Social media is just like a sick joke right now. I just, it feels like such a waste when I'm logging on and consuming. I only really want to go on when I want to create. So I'm going on like only a couple times a week right now. It's, it's crazy. It's just like, what is the point for me if I'm going to, cause I'm getting my, my learning from things like podcasts and long form. You're not really learning much on social media, quite frankly. I mean, that might be a limiting mindset though. So I'll have to look into that more, but man, just, and I also, after watching the social dilemma, yeah, that was fucking, that was such a well-produced documentary. I love that. The only thing I really wish they touched on two things, actually, number one, it felt very political near the end. Um, and, and pretty much they were just shitting on thinking for, or thinking in a different way or thinking for yourself rather than following. Cause like Silicon Valley inherently very left and they were pretty much just shitting on Republicans the most, if anything. And I'm not like, yeah, that's the thing also. I'm like more motivated to learn more about politics right now. It's a fascinating time, man. I feel like everything is on the backbone of politics. So this ends up being a fucking interesting, interesting uh, manifestation of life right now. Because like, dude, everyone is very divided. And I say everyone, I probably should not say that. Most of the world is very fucking divided. Um, and then there are, of course, the extremes as well, which the extremes are the actual problem. Um, and what's also the problem is everyone thinks they're, everyone thinks they are right and the other person's wrong. And again, I keep saying everyone, that's not the case, but many think that the other person on the other side, quote unquote, is wrong and they have to be right. And that's fundamentally... I think why politics is so fucked, or at least one of the fundamental causes of that. Um, there's not much humility. The compassion is so fucking low. It's crazy. So in that sense, completely disinterested with politics. But in general, I I think uh, it's an interesting topic because it's dictating so much of life. Um, and equally, it also doesn't like you can't. I don't think you can sit there and be like, oh, yeah. I blame XYZ situation on the president in my life um, because there's only so much these guys can influence your life. At the end of the day, you have to take 100% responsibility for your life, your actions, your thoughts, your energy, all of the things that create your exact circumstances. I see a lot of blame games. I see a lot of pointing fingers. And guess what? When you point your finger at someone else, there's three fingers pointing back at you. So be cautious of that. Take more responsibility. Live a little bit more compassionately. And I've been, that's one of my themes of the year this year is just like being compassionate to people who disagree with me and people who spew negative energy my way. It's okay. People think they're doing what they, people are doing what they think is right. That's like probably my biggest lesson of the year for compassion. It's so fucking simple and so fucking obvious, but when you actually embody this principle, you start to build compassion at such a fucking high level. That's been my my uh, upgrade for compassion, at least. Maybe it's different for you, but man, like for, for someone who is 
I, like people could label, label me as anti-mask. What I actually am is like pro-freedom and pro-truth. And I just don't think what's going on with COVID or politics in general is like accurate right now. Actually, let me separate the two. COVID stuff. Yes. Yeah, so like masks, COVID. I, I agree with some of it, but like the vast majority, I'm just like, what are we actually doing here? And it just doesn't seem logical in my opinion. And this is not necessarily just my opinion. I'm just like looking at enough data to support why maybe the COVID statistics, quote unquote, that we see are not maybe as as crazy or you can take a, a statistic and write a, two different stories with it. So it's it's intriguing to see what story people lean into versus what they don't and all the fear stuff right now and between people on uh, the side that is quote unquote very much buying into the virus and stuff like that. So it's giving me, it's giving me an opportunity to be like very compassionate and like, dude, some of the smartest people I know are very soulless. And then the exact same is true for some of the other, other smartest people I know, which they are just like, this is, this is bullshit. So I am definitely trying to see things from both sides. Um, and, and as always, I am trying to find the highest truth and find where is ideal to stay on that spectrum. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of weird at times though, because I feel like people are seeing things I'm sharing. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm just planting some seeds for people. Um, I don't actually give a shit if people agree with me. It doesn't matter to me. It's not going to impact my life at all. What I do care about, though, is being historically correct. I care about making sure that I have locked my opinions in on wax and can recall them later when things age. Because eventually, we're going to come to a point and it will be pretty clear, or at least I hope this is the case. I don't know how long it's going to take. could be like months, could be many, many years, could be like a decade but there will come a time where everyone will be like, okay, now we have some like, I mean, even at that point, it's still not going to be as, as black and white because life is just not that black and white. But in, there will be a more clear consensus of like, yo, COVID was legit or COVID was not legit. And we'll see. We will definitely see what the case may be. Personally, I am on the side of, I'm not really, I'm not really too sold on, COVID as a thing. I'm just looking at enough statistics that I'm just like, something doesn't check out here. But you can do you, you can follow what you think is right. And I'm, I honor that. And, but just don't fucking force me to wear a mask. That's what I'm, I'm not, I don't want things like this um, to be the case when it's, there's enough data to support that masks are not as legit as people think. Like they can be actually technically worse if, if you're looking at the right studies. So, um, yeah, but a lot of people aren't talking about that because that's not very politically correct. And like, there's just a, there's an interesting energy right now of like, if you don't wear a mask, you're a fucking Satanist and, and all this shit and like a horrible person and compassion equals wearing a mask. And I'm just like, how? <laughs> I understand why you guys think this, but I just, it just doesn't, I don't think it checks out with the data personally, but again, do what you think is right. I honor that. 
but just don't force me to think a certain way or to act in a certain way because you think it impacts you if it actually doesn't. So that's my current thought on that right now. Ah, let's talk about next. Like, well, let's talk about self growth next. I've been really trying to be more gentle on myself. I'm working through a lot of stuff with being hard on myself and it's a forever journey, but it is getting easier. And specifically last journal episode, 005, that was a good fucking episode for me practicing of how much compassion I'm delivering to myself and very much related is this like telling the truth thing as well. It's not that I don't tell the truth, but it's about the hard truths. It's very easy to tell the truth, but when it gets challenging, when you're potentially impacting people's feelings, when, when people are going to get very triggered by it for many times, I would, many times I would take it on actually. So I would, start hearing it and, and hearing the potential of what they would say, even before they say it. And it ended up with like some self-judgment stuff and all types of stuff like that. But I am so much more willing to tell the truth, even if, if it offends people right now. I don't really know what the unlock was, so I can't really share that. But maybe if I was to point to anything, it's just like, I don't really care that much. People are going to be offended. It's 100% on them. If you are triggered, that is your fault. That is your fault, not mine. I'm going to be sharing neutral things and you're going to be able to put whatever spin on you choose to. And if you don't have the emotional control to and responsibility of your own emotions and taking account, like being accountable to your responses, I can't control that. I really can't. Um, I'm going to be compassionate to you as you're as you were having a little hissy fit, but I that doesn't stop me from telling my own truth. I need to tell my truth. The truth is everything. The truth is like one of my highest callings, I guess you could say, my highest motivations. It just matters so fucking much to me. So been much better with telling the truth, giving hard truth, even if it sucks. It's not fun always being like, yo, this isn't good. Or like if someone gives me, asks me for feedback, for example, it's like, Stuff like that is tough. I'm also holding people accountable in like sticky situations where they just really need that, but maybe it's not like where their head's at and and it might end up with them just being like really offended or really like hurt, I guess you could say. But again, this is 100% on them. That comes from, I'm not creating that within them. That comes from their internal insecurity. That comes from all types of stuff. Like, my, I can't really be friends with people who are too soft for me to tell them the truth. So this is a great test. If you're too fucking soft that I can't deliver raw truth to you, we're not going to be friends. I just can't, I can't sit there and try to walk on eggshells with you as, as you're walking through your stuff and, and trying to like avoid certain topics. Like it's just, that's just silly to me. I mean, there is some level of that always going on, but I think at least maybe that might be a limiting belief, but yeah, it is intriguing to see as this changes as time goes on, but truth is fucking everything, man. Also, communication style. I am actively trying to improve things right now, trying to swear less, even though I just swore. But th there's different words I can replace with words like fuck, shit, any other swear word that I frequently use. There's much better words out there than swear words. And I think as soon as I, I really... 
I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure on why I why I kept up the swearing. Maybe it was because people told me not to, and I'm like, fuck you guys, because <laughs> um, I just don't like when people tell me what to do to everything. But there is something to upgrading your communication style. Like I'm trying to actively overpronunciate, even though I know I'm still mumbling to a degree. But I'm actively trying to get better at that. And it, even watching my old vlogs, I'm like, boy, I have upgraded so much in the last couple of months, and it's. It's something that's very important to me because wherever you go, communication follows you. So you need to be able to articulate and communicate yourself, be able to sell all that type of stuff. Which, by the way, I really am intrigued by the idea of learning about sales right now. It's just a random thought. I'm about to go learn more about that on Audible, I think it is. Yeah, probably go through an audio book with, uh, who was it, Brian Tracy on, on something to do with sales. Whatever that top book is on Amazon quickly throw it in right here but communication style trying to swear less trying to choose better words trying to upgrade my vocabulary and sentence structure all the things man i'm just i am leveling up to a very high degree right now and i'm very pleased with it all so let's also talk about business also i forgot to say about the the long term i want to look back on this and specifically with, I mean, anything, but just like with COVID world events, etc. I just want to be right long-term. Like it's like a game for me. I want to be in the right side of history. If I'm not, that's okay. But I'm going to do what I think is the right side of history. And we'll see how time goes. Like things will eventually come to a point where we will have a clear read on like, oh, this was more right than this. It's again, so fucking gray because right and wrong is, it's very fucking gray, but I feel like many times if you have enough critical thinking, you can kind of decipher what the difference between the two are. So I just want to be on the right side of history. I think what I'm doing is on the right side of history. Some people or many people actually right now would would deem this not on the right side of history, but we'll see. Time will tell. Time will definitely tell. Okay. Business. Everything has, not everything, things have fundamentally changed with business right now. I am, I have so much more clarity around what I want between the different businesses. So let me explain after a quick sip from the water. Okay. What has changed is this Moxie, Moxie Club, Moxie Unlimited, I guess you could say is like the parent company. So let me just explain. Um, one day I was just like struggling. I'm like, what goes where? with the websites and the businesses. So I was like, personal branding, okay, cool. What do I put in there? Do I put the freelance stuff in there? Do I put the energy work stuff in there? Do I make Moxie Energetics, which is like going to be a an energy work-based service slash business, I guess you could say, but also products as well. Where do I put the products and services for there? Do I put them under Josh Moxie or do I keep them under, under their own type of business? And where my head's at with this right now is that, and keeping it all separate. Also, there's a club. So that was another thing. I'm like, where do I put the club in all this? Do I put it under me? Do I put it under Mox Energetics? So here's what I come up with. Personal branding, Josh Moxie. Me, the brand, Josh Moxie. I am going to be putting freelance under that. So that includes video editing. That includes energy work. That includes, what else have we got? Design work. That includes Notion which I will get into soon, by the way, because I have just realized that I can do that freelance. What the fuck? 
couldn't, I, I thought it was purely like a business thing before. So like Notion before all this was probably going to be its own thing called like Moxie Systems. I don't know if I'm going to do that anymore. I might just make it a personal, a personal thing based on my specific brand. Cause I don't know if I want to build a fucking business purely around that. It might just be more of like a personal, a personal business. When I say business, I'm just, I think like how it can scale type of thing. And I'm just like, I don't know if this is ideal to build a hardcore business off of rather than just freelance and working one-on-one with people. So that's the main thing for my personal brand. In addition to that website and in addition to that, I guess, bucket, you could call it would be, what do I put? So what, what else do I put in there? I've obviously put in education on me and how I am the way I am and why I am the way, way I am um, in terms of like my mission and stuff like that and content galore, like literally just holding all of my content stream that I am putting out for me specifically important. Next Moxie energetics. This is going to hold the products, the services regarding this. So products and services, services can be one-on-one sessions. They can be and by the way, all this is subject to change. This could change fucking tomorrow. It's a fucking business. It's an evolution in that specific arena. So like things do not stay static. So like next time when you see this, this could be completely fucking off. And that's the beauty of things because things are always changing. Things are always evolving. Things are always moving, moving pieces. So mock energetics products. Yes. Things like pre-recorded sessions. If I haven't talked about this yet, I'm working on developing this right now. Pre-recorded sessions that are energy work sessions that have a time limit based on like, hey, you can only do it for this amount of days. So probably like 90 days, everything versus um, you've got a service that is like one-on-one work where you can specifically book with me and, and have a customized session with me and ongoing support if you choose to do that, like that type of thing. But it's actually not only with me, it's with anyone who I bring on and into this Mox Energetics company, business, whatever, because it's, this is not going to be about just me. It's about going to be about just pushing energy work and pushing that to the highest degree as well. It's not go- only going to be with one type of energy work as well. That's kind of where my head's at with that, with that because there is there's some scarcity. Um, there is some other stuff that is involved with one of the energy work stuff we use. So, and I specifically mean like, there's just like some, some money challenges in regards to, and I don't, so there's a few things. Number one, I don't want to be locked in to a specific rate, um, that maybe like the founder, for example, or the other, uh, the other practitioners, what they, what they have. And I don't want to be like limited by that. So that's one thing. I also, if I choose and find a better, better version of energy work that is getting people better results. I'll focus on that. And I don't want to just keep myself as only this type of energy work. This specific modality is what I use because also people don't give a shit what modality I'm using. They just care about getting the results. So it's very clear to me right now that I'm going to do stuff with the, the wrapper, I guess you could call it around quantum healing, um, quantum, 
quantum energy work, quantum, like something like that. It just sounds so much more interesting. And energy work is not really a great SEO thing as well. So it sounds so much cooler when it's quantum. Um, all the, it's all the same thing, but it's about like positioning and also mental buy-in from the client because that will impact their results. So going back to all this, the club, so products as like pre-recorded sessions of like general, general challenges. Maybe it's like you have a stress one where it's like, if you're very stressed out, you listen to this, you go through the quick, like mini meditation, I guess you could call it, but just you re-experience that session through audio. You're going to have a nice peaceful background sound as well as me talking you through it. And then you'll be able to 100% experience that energy work session. That is exactly how it works. So it's really cool that that's the case. And if I haven't talked about this before, that's what I was like so amped about the past couple of months of things I could do. I just don't know. I'm I, I'm still not like 100% on business. I don't really know what I'm really doing with this, but we'll figure it all out as time goes on. And then for the club, the club is a, the club is going to be a, monthly recurring subscription and throughout all of this working with me one-on-one most expensive moxie energetics a little less expensive moxie club a little less expensive as well so because it's a reoccurring model i wanted to make it there's just gonna be so much fucking value in this in this club Um, and i'm really excited for what i end up doing with it because bro if someone signs up for this they have such a crazy potential for incredible positive impact and incredible positive growth. I'm so excited, but it would include like a monthly version of things I talked about. So you will get sessions, you will get probably group sessions, probably one-on-one work, um, probably discounts to other products and that are going to assist your energetic journey. Maybe stuff on systems. I don't know. I'm still experimenting with what I'm going to include in it, but it, it just does make me excited. The idea of the club, that would be fucking sick. So as for one more thing in business, I did a why exercise at some point this month on knowing my whys or better understanding my whys for business. And holy shit, what a game changer that was. Um, biggest thing I probably learned or one of the biggest things I learned about myself was how much I'm motivated by making sure all of this time and all of this sacrifice was worth it. That was a new one. There was also a lot of other insights, but I'm just forgetting them right now. But taking the time to just write out a goal, for example, and then keep asking why. It's like, why do I want this goal? Write out another answer. And then you ask, why do I want that point two? And then you write out that third answer. And then you ask yourself, why do I want answer three? You write out that fourth answer. You just keep fucking going until you end up at like some sort of feeling, some sort of very high desire where it's, it's a feeling. It's always a feeling of some sort. So for me, ends up being a lot of, uh, a lot of peace. That was another thing, like realized how much I want peace and definitely making, feeling like I, feeling like I did the right thing and feeling like it was all worth it. And yeah, also sexual stuff, Jesus Christ. Because like, I've just neglected so much of that in my life because I've been focused on other things. So there's definitely a part of me that's like, yeah, let's do all these things and the lifestyle as well. So that's incorporated in that because in your lifestyle, you are a sexual being as well. So with me, I am 
so motivated to have a lifestyle that allows me to quickly have like, I guess you could say just like catch up. <laughs> so it is what it is. Anyways, moving on to other things. By the way, just highly recommend that that exercise, but moving on to other things, we've got energy work next in terms of I did my first session with someone in such a long time. I've been mostly doing it on myself and my mom type of thing. Anyone that actually like is is like super fucking energetic and super fucking spiritual in their in their nature. So, but I ended up doing a session with which was fucking sick. Um, it, it grew me a lot. I also had a lot of fun with it and I really hope that helped her, but it was all for, for pro bono work just to work with the portfolio, get experience, that type of stuff. And I'm pleased with how it came out. And during that, it was just so clear during that specific session that this is something I need to do for the rest of my fucking life. I know this logically, but sometimes it takes these reminders to be like, ah, yes, this is where I'm supposed to be. And it felt fucking amazing and absolutely incredible. So I loved that a ton. So next we've got the, I'm doing a lot of Sue Mortar um, training right now. And Dr. Sue Mortar is an absolute G in spirituality. I am, I wish I was actually allocating more time to this, but basically the work is revolves around breathing and revolves around taking things to the body. It revolves around growing your consciousness, building circuits and really just leveling up as a being without, uh, not even without, but anyways, it's crazy. I'm, I'm fucking loving this right now. It makes me so fucking charged up at like a soul level to do this type of work. Ah, I love it. It feels so fucking right. And then muscle testing with the body. I still am working through things. I kind of psych myself out sometimes in my evolution of testing with the body. So you can do like a test like this, for example, like show me yes show me now. And then you can kind of just feel like what's strong versus weak, but there's definitely different ways of, so you could do that. You could do yes, no, something like that and swaying back and forth. But there, I, what Sue Mortar taught me through one of her courses is in this past month was that you don't need to do one of these, one of these external type of things. You can literally just pay attention to what's going on in your body game changing. I am still finding that sometimes that I psych myself out, but in general, crazy, 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 crazy. Because when you tap into your body and you're fully present with what's going on, you are so able to decipher between yes and no through so many different means. So big takeaways. Number one, test again and again and again for yes and no. Because your yes and your your yes and your no is going to be always changing. So back in the day, I used to only test a certain way and then just like stick with that. And I'm like, fuck, this is completely changed now because it could be as as different as in one moment you like feel your your energy kind of like raising in your in your solar plexus versus lowering your solar plexus which is a yes and then a no type of thing. Versus you might see, if you're like a visual person, you could see maybe like a blue image for yes and a, a red image for no, or maybe it's you sway, you, your whole body sways in a certain way when it's yes. And maybe when it's no, it just ends up like pausing. I don't, there's so many different ways that it can, it can manifest and you just gotta pay attention to what that is for you. But 
that really grew me in my, in my spiritual evolution, man. That was, that was crazy. Game changing because I need, I need to muscle test in order to do energy work. So that, and it's always been something I've struggled with, but man, that is insanely, insanely useful. All right. Next SEO. I love SEO. It's really related to website content and stuff like that. I'm learning YouTube plus website and just there are, they're similar and also different in many ways. So I'm trying to figure out what the best is for each platform. So like blog SEO, what is going to be the best bang for my buck in terms of my focus versus my YouTube and like how, how, where was I going with this? One second. (laughs) And, uh, with YouTube, I'm trying to figure out what my strategy is and like what the ideal thing is to focus on for real text, like copywriting versus SEO writing, I guess you could say, and keyword research and stuff like that. And like, what is ideal to target? How is this actually going to be worth it long-term? Like for example, the interview with Zach, I SEO'd the fucker that I thought I did a good job. And then turns out I, I thought I ranked for all these things. And then I guess not, maybe it was just new, rank, new ranking type of thing. Cause you, as soon as you post something on YouTube, you get this like new flag and you can rank higher for that, like first seven days or whatever. But after that seven days, didn't rank so high. So it's discouraging in, in a certain way, but equally I, it just showed me like I need to start doing more manual growth hacking and pushing it out to people because this is something that is going to be, I need a foundation to get that SEO. I need views and I need watch time. I don't even need views. I need significant watch time and audience retention because the more they're going to do that, the better YouTube will be at recommending them and ranking me higher and all these types of things. So I'm trying to figure out what exactly that is, but it is a journey to say the least. It is a journey. As for the website, by the way, I forgot to talk about this. Um, oh my God. Ugh. <laughs> so as for the website though, I have stepped everything out in joshmoxie.com and I went from very, feeling very uncertain to feeling like much more confident in what the fuck is good with how long the project's going to take and everything to do with breaking down this project to its it's minis- like smallest fucking steps. And it's been a big focus of mine right now to step out things as best as possible with my notion system. For example, I am highly, highly focused on taking what would normally be like a bigger task and just breaking it down to smaller things. Because when you do that, it seems so much more achievable. Um, there's also this thing around procrastination that I'll mention that I'm trying to battle as well, which is I learned this from, I think Thomas friend. No, it was, um, it was Matt Tavella's video on procrastination and you are truly motivated when it is challenging enough where it grows you, but also believable enough. That was like the positive version of, of what he said, which was, I forget exactly what he said, but when you're not feeling motivated, it ends. Oh yeah. So here we go. When you're not feeling motivated, it is because it's too big or it's not interesting enough. It's so like, too hard, too unbelievable, too outside of your current realm versus it's too easy, it's too simple, it doesn't excite you. So you got to find the balance between excitement and believability. And when you operate in those two, those are ideal for a goal setting, by the way. 
learned that back in the day from Kevin Trudeau. And it's exactly what this, what this video ended up talking about in a, in a slightly different light. So I'll throw that somewhere in the description below because that is a damn good video. I highly recommend. But going back to websites, stepping things out to try to make things more easy because when I'm not moving on something, many times it's because it seems too hard for me personally. Because I actually do like doing easy tasks. They're fun for me because it's like a little game, you know? When I have my system set up, I just check things off. Check, 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 check. It's fun. I enjoy it. I enjoy it a lot. Um, so let's go back. Let's go to Notion, actually. No, no, no. We're going to big three. Another crazy, amazing lesson. I've, I knew this like intellectually, but hearing it the way Dan Kennedy put it this week was amazing. I'm, I'm reading, I'm flipping through right now. Let's, let's actually get it. One sec. What do we got? All right. Dan Kennedy's No BS Time Management for Entrepreneurs. It's fucking a great book. It's really quick read too, but there was specifically this one part where he talked about entrepreneurs and su successful entrepreneurs know their big three, the big three priorities, their top three priorities, usually in an action sense, that get them to where they want to go. For example, and they're always, always focusing on it. So I'm trying to work through that right now and understand my big three and do that every day. That's a very, very big key because he said like entrepreneurs who are not winning are not actively prioritizing their big three. They let it slip. They let other things get in the way. And that's just not, that's not what's, I mean, that's actually why I've, I'm in currently in this situation because I have not had my big top three, can't speak. I have not had my top three priorities very clear. And that has fucked me over in many ways. So I'm trying to rethink this right now. So for content, for example, my big three would be, um, edit videos right now, which I'm act act actively focused on, especially because of that camera. I fucking want that camera so bad. So editing, actually sharing it with people and then studying vlogs and studying structure and studying storytelling, anything to do with like the structure of the story and video bonus, minimal recording. Cause then eventually I can get caught up. So those are my big three for content, for example, they're going to be different for everything, but I need and everything, meaning like every area of my life, but I need to be very clear on what those big three are and make sure I'm actively prioritizing it no matter what. It's just paramount. It's just fucking paramount. Okay. Next, let's talk about, what have I, okay, wait, I'm missing something in here. Notion. There we go. I'm like looking for you. <laughs> um, I am actively using the system that was inspired by August Bradley, as well as Bulletproof, as well as other things. I'm just, my system is coming to, together so fucking well. And equally, I'm revamping it completely right now because I need to even get more simplified. Simplification matters so much in Notion. I'm also realizing that like your views, um, the way you view the data can make or break a system and the amount of data required for each item in a database can make or break a system as well. I noticed that as I was analyzing my best systems, they're all very, very clear in their use and they have just enough properties. It's very clear where they line up in regards to other systems. So for example, library versus movie, obviously a movie is going in movie, whereas a documentary 
might actually go in the library. And then libraries are like books and videos and things that I'm learning from. Movies is more escapism. So it's a, that's a clear enough boundary between the two. So boundaries are important as well. And it needs to be easy to use as well. So that comes into views, that comes into input, that comes into sorting and finding and all that type of stuff. There's just a lot changing right now. I'm all in, a, in relation to views as well, I'm also actively work, working on setting up action zones, except I call them differently, but they're definitely inspired by August Bradley's way of approaching this. And I, I fucking love it. Like So like the today view, the yesterday view, the tomorrow view. I don't know if he has yesterday, but I like the yesterday view. I have a adjacent view, which is tomorrow and yesterday. And then I have like the next week type of thing, all types of different views. And I'm still playing with what they look like, but I really want an area to just have all of my actions, have everything fucking clearly laid out, clearly sorted, clearly filtered by action day, which is the day you're doing it type of thing. And it's like when people talk about putting things on a calendar type of thing, that's when they only get done. This is that equivalent to Notion because you can see it in the calendar view as well, which is pretty gangster. And then of course, like the master view as well with the, with the actions. But then under that, like the projects that are in motion type of thing, and then the goals under that, bro, it's going well, it's going well. And equally, there's also so much to do still. I've also introduced a master tag system, which has been interesting because I thought it was going to be easier, I guess, maybe, but it's been, it's just, it hasn't been as easy <laughs> as I would like it to be because it's very easy to get too specific with tags. And then I'm trying to figure out ways that tags work with journal entries, as well as notes, as well as actions, as well as learning. So trying to balance all of those things while making it make sense, if that makes sense. So video editing, video editing is like a clear one, like I put video editing in top in the library for for videos that I'm learning about video editing. I put video editing for tasks that would be video editing and with notes or journal entries, for example, that I am journaling about video editing. That's a clear one versus winning mindset. I should know that's not a good one, but winning mindset's another category. I'm like, I could break this down into a bunch of things, but I feel like winning mindset is just a, a better general thing than me tracking everything to do with mindset. So that might be like persistence. That might be like conquering procrastination. That could be like, I don't know. It's just, it's a little bit overwhelming at times. As you can see, I'm starting to get a little bit overwhelmed thinking of it. But anyways, this has been interesting as fuck to just change up my systems and try to set up things in a way that is just much more simple, much more effective. Um, I also have found that I am procrastinating a little bit too much because of Notion. I like, I'm spending so much time developing this Josh Moxie system, if you will, that it ends up with me not prioritizing content enough and not, bless me, Jesus Christ, bless me again. It doesn't allow me to make all of my time about content, business, etc. So I'm trying to find the ideal balance right now. And honestly, I just feel like negative about Notion right now. Not Notion as a platform is the greatest thing, but I just have like a negative association with my systems because they're just a little bit too off right now. And I feel like I'm wasting too much time and stuff like that. So if you're developing your own systems for Notion, be cautious because you can definitely fall into this trap where you're procrastinating by making systems, which I'm noticing myself doing right now. But 
At least it's a productive procrastination. If I'm procrastinating on anything, I'd rather it be something like this. And in addition, it's growing me a ton too. So it's not the worst. It's not the worst thing I can do. Um, let's see. I've also been reworking a lot of systems to simplify so things like notes. I have changed fundamentally how I use notes, especially with things like tags and areas and projects and how it relates to other areas that are shared areas like Moxie Unlimited, which is the wrapper for all my business stuff. So how that works, um, adding ideas into notes. There's just so much that's changing. Um, wisdom is also getting an upgrade. Vision got an upgrade as well. All types of systems are just getting re revamped for just more simplification and more ease. But uh, again, still need to figure out ways of balancing this better. In relation to this as well, I have realized I can do Notion for freelance, as I mentioned earlier. So that was exciting. And I've actually been working with a couple of clients pro bono just to get the, the ball rolling. So I've been working with three people. I've been working. So I built them all very simplistic versions of my system, which was really cool because it forced me to dissect what was the most important thing and get me practicing essentialism a little bit more. Wish I could do this with content. That'd be great. But as I like cross the, yeah, I've crossed an hour at this point, <laughs> but I realized how, uh, what the essential things are of my system. And um, it's helping me make my own systems better every time I make a system for someone else. So I'm, I'm, I'm really pleased because it's been three different use cases too. So it allows me to grow each time I do a custom build. And in relation to freelance, Bro, you can charge a fucking shit ton when you when you do this effectively. So I have become quite fucking good at Notion Systems, and I'm excited to keep freelancing with this. But I would like to be paid because <laughs> it's just nice being paid. I enjoy I enjoy the money part of things more. And actually, as I as I say this, I forgot to mention, I've realized that even though I'm not like money motivated per se. It's actually the money that upgrades the quality of life that I'm actually motivated by. So it, what helped me arrive at that conclusion was that why exercise with business. I also went into money stuff as well and just the lifestyle. But it's actually the, it's the lifestyle um, that is populated through the money. So that is more so what I'm motivated by. And in, in addition, like I talked about, the tools as well. So those two things are just how I am wired right now at least. So love that shit. Um, okay. Am I missing anything? Yes. Let's talk about, let's talk about, uh, I guess could, I'll just quickly fill you in on freelance stuff. I guess I would, as of right now, I have a resume that's like 75% done. Portfolio is 80% done. I'm still doing portfolio work and resume work. Um, I need to, I think, find a way of freelancing and or joining a team in a, in a way that supports my income. I want to make income. Although I think I might just take two weeks and just go to town on video editing and not focus at all on anything to do with freelancer jobs because I just, yeah, I'm all right with that. I'm very all right with that. And with CERB, um, CRB, not CERB, which is the new, new version of CERB, you need to be looking for a job. And you need to be, it is like that to a degree with, uh, with curb as well, or serve as well. But with curb, there was, it's more like EI, 
rather than serve. Serve is a little bit different, like a little bit changes with that. But anyways, uh, 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 let's talk about music real quick. I am so intrigued by the idea of meditative music right now. I love listening to uh, Eternal Ohm. It's like Ohm. And Tibetan monk music is gangster as well. I've been experimenting with all types of stuff that make me feel better. It's amazing. I love it. Also, I don't really like dubstep right now. I'm so fucking bored of dubstep. It's ridiculous. Like, there's so much carbon copy. There's so much cookie cutter shit out right now. I just, it, so much of it doesn't feel inspired anymore. I appreciate with the people who are actually actively moving the genre forward, but there's so few and far between right now. So I barely am listening to any dubstep right now. I don't even work out with music right now because I'm so like, this is pointless. Like music is cool, but people use music, I think in an actually negative way in the sense that if you are actually committed to your growth, your evolution, music can be, if you're spending too much time on music, you're spending time not learning, not gathering more information, not, for me at least, I love learning above all. Everything is so much better when I'm just learning and, and growing myself. But music is not growing me. So I'm not really motivated to do anything with music right now. Um, I do like lo-fi definitely here and there. It's fucking, lo-fi is amazing. And some more like peaceful drum and bass, not like dubstep drum and bass, but like jump up and stuff like that, but more softer sounds, more vibier sounds. Um, yeah, I'm in a weird place with music right now. I didn't think that I was going to say that I don't like doing music or anything to do with music right now in the in the late 2020. Like if someone, if someone invited me to a rave right now, I'm not sure I'd go. That's really where my head's at right now. And with... Uh, oh shit, what was I about to say? Oh yeah, the content. I'm about to go scrap all of my fucking music content because I just don't give a shit anymore. Like I could care less about making music content. All I care about is making self-improvement type of content. It matters the most to me. I care about leveling up people rather than just giving people entertainment. It's not, it's not interesting to me. So lots of changes right now in music. Um, random stuff as well. Goodbye outside time is what I wrote down. <laughs> um, it's been real. I uh, It's too fucking cold now, but I have loved my outside time with working. But man, snow is probably about a month away and it's significantly dropping in temperature right now. We're getting to that. It's room temperature in Celsius is I think 20 or 21 or whatever. And we're dropping significantly below that right now. We're like 15 type of thing and it's it's too cold. Can't do it. Gotta stay inside. So it's been real. Thankfully, I'm upgrading my space right now. So it's going to be much easier to work here. And I have done a better job of actually working at this desk in the past month. And it's actually raised my mood and elevated my motivation when I'm working here on, on editing, on Notion, on whatever the case may be. I mean, this stuff as well, of course. But you obviously know that, that I can't just be like sitting in my bed for, for content like this. You just kind of need that, that state change, that higher level of posture and stuff like that. So I also look forward to getting a chair, man. I crave a chair so badly, so badly right now. So also hair length. I fucking love it. It is long as shit. I don't know if you can see how fucking long it is at its longest point. This is like coming from right here. So right be behind my ear. It's I think 10 inches. It's crazy. Shit's getting out of control. I love it. I wish I could have a haircut right now, but, uh, 
I'm not sure what the ideal thing is for my hair. <laughs> also, girls, there's literally no updates. All I know is I wish I had some more clarity around like what is ideal with this because I'm a very sexual being, but I live at home with my family, so that's not useful. And I also don't want to put in time to some random girl that doesn't interest me. So that's my dilemma. That's my dilemma right now. Um, I'm also kind of disinterested in like social as, as a, as a concept as well, because I'm just so interested in work overall. Like past two days I've loved my conversations with Zach and my dad separate times, but there's so much energy that goes into being a social creature versus when you are working or when I'm working, I just, it's what I love the most, man. It's what I love the most. Also, iOS 14 is fucking amazing. Picture in picture has changed the fucking game. It's helping me so much with getting through courses now. I love it so much. And the the widgets are so fucking gangster on the desktop or the desktop, the home screen as well. What else can I say with iOS 14? I'm just very pleased with how it's leveling up. Yeah, not, not, not much else to say on that. Anyways, that is enough for now. I think I covered everything. Hope I covered everything. Appreciate you guys. I am sorry this camera is so fucking long. Fucking one, oh God, like 112 to everything. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> I hope this uh, I hope this was valuable for you, useful for you. I hope you walk away from this having grown in some degree. Um, hope you apply what you've learned because without applying, you are actually not, you're gonna actually properly learn it. And that is all for now. Please like this video if you haven't already because that helps support the channel. Comment below if you felt inclined to share a takeaway you got from this video. Subscribe if you'd like to see more of this type of self-growth content, self-improvement based content, long-form positivity based content. I'm looking forward to being caught up. It's going to be nice. Life is good. Life is a blessing. And yeah, that's about it for me. Do the right thing. Be a good human being, chase those fucking dreams, and as always, I will catch you.